Peace, Knicks fans. This is Emu to Any Star, host of the Die Knicks podcast. Running a little late again. We are in the Tuesday-ish territory right now. I'm recording currently on Tuesday. But by the time this podcast comes out, it'll be Tuesday morning. It's going to be Wednesday morning. So anyway, yeah, I literally had nothing when it, when it came to this podcast. Yeah, thanks, Whitney. You know, nothing as far as, like, uh, a topic, per se. So, um, I wasn't really struggling with it, but I'm just looking at it like, what is there really to talk about right now? Other than the youth. So, that's what we're going to do today. So, this is Dynamics Podcast, episode 21. That's good. 16-year-old. We got coach. Coach. Phone. Where's the alley? Throw the motherfucking ooh. Then it's ballin' like a goddamn pro. Nicks are ballin' like the youngin's podcast let's have a giving it up for the under 23 crowd you know who you are there's a lot of young people out there a lot of brand new nick fans a lot of nick fans that all they know is losing so i just give it up a little little something extra for you guys today well it goes with the subject we're talking about the youth speaking of youth man we on a uh i mean <laughs> shut it down shut the season down freaking two game winning streak in, in the midst of a of a tanking job it's like come on guys what are you guys doing to us right now, man? I mean, you know, I said in the last podcast, like, what are we going to do with all this talent, you know, especially in the guards right now? Moody I came from injury, quote-unquote injury, and he's balling out right now. I mean, I feel like his confidence is at an all-time high. He got two back-to-back games, 19 points off the bench. You can't really stop him. And um, what's the name? Uh, Fisdale, Coach Fisdale is doing his best uh, job trying to stop him. He got Moody I coming off the bench. He got... Robinson coming off the bench. Trey is still coming off the bench. He's not trying to win. Because, <laughs> I mean, you're putting guys out like, I mean, you put um, Dennis Smith Jr. out there because that's your guy. You got Knox out there because that's your guy. But, I mean, you start the game with, with Lance Thomas, Noah Vonley, and Dotson. Those three guys have been shitting shitting bricks out there, man. Not even shooting bricks. Just straight shitting bricks. Even though um, the homie um, Dotson had, like, 27 last night, he hasn't been doing anything. So, I mean... Fisdale is really trying to lose games. He's putting like his worst players, basically starting the game. Two, you know, two guys that he that are really gonna be out here for the future, and then three bums, and then having, like I said, Robinson, you know, Moody Eye, and now we got Henry Ellison, which he played pretty good. I'm gonna get into him a little later, but I mean, we're tanking, man. So I mean, if these guys are playing good, you can't just like take these guys out the game. Now, like I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get myself involved in this whole Knicks Twitter thing. On on Nick's Twitter, everybody's like, like just complaining about um, the way Fisdale is like coaching. Not everybody, but like a good group of guys are just complaining about the way Fisdale is coaching. But I mean, like I just explained it, Fisdale is in full tank mode. He's not trying to win any games. He's putting certain guys in certain positions and want to see how they react. 
especially the guys coming off the bench, they have to be ready because you don't know if you're going to get your name called. So you have to be ready every night to play. So um, these guys are showing up, man. Moody has come on the bench. He doesn't deserve to come off the bench because he was, he was a, a full-blown starter and playing really well before he got hurt. So he deserved to start right away. But you got Dennis Smith Jr. there now. So Moody Eye is forced to play, you know, like catch up now, like whatever. But he's not with the shits. He um he came in to two games in a row, 19 points. You know, he didn't really get too much stats the last game. But this game, I'm looking at the stats now. He got um, 19, 8, 8 rebounds and uh, 3 assists. Did he have any steals? Not no steals, no blocks, man. But he was very active regardless of... Um, you know, the outcome with the stats and whatnot. He's very active, flying up and down the court, you know, very energetic. At, at some points of the game, he looked unstoppable. So, I mean, you know, what can, what can you do, man? We have all this talent. So now, you know, I don't want to talk about my favorite player, Mr. Mr. Frank, but uh, at this at this time right now, we got Dennis Smith and Moody Eye. I think those guys, you got to start them together. You know what I'm saying? You got to start them together or either just have Moody Eye coming off the bench, playing with the energy that he's playing with right now. And then you still got Trier, you know what I'm saying? And then Dotson, you got to play Dotson, I guess, you know what I'm saying? Dotson might actually be like a situational spot-up shooter kind of guy, you know, 3 and D kind of dude, you know, but Trier, you know, every game he comes out with some some kind of new trick out, and, you know, from his own, from the Seattle playbook or something, man. He had, um, he made like a little behind-the-back move, you know, underhand kind of like two-handed layup, which is kind of dope. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, these guys are skillful. And then, you know, of course, Kadeem Allen. Kadeem Allen might be my favorite player. But, you know, he's in Westchester right now in their playoffs doing their thing over there. But when he comes up, when, when um, this guy comes up, whatever, you know, how do you put Frank in the game? Because you got to start um, Dennis Smith. You got to have Kadeem, um, you know, backing him up. Maybe you start Moody Eye with um, Dennis Smith. And then you have um, uh, Treyer coming off the bench. And then um, also have Dotson split in time whenever he wherever he could fit in and whenever we need him to because Dotson seems like he's always ready, you know. So he could put him in that role. So where do you put Frank? Do you put Frank at the backup um, small forward spot? You know, you're always gonna have Knox there. So where do you put Frank? You know, this is like something to to really start getting into because uh, right now I think uh, this guy uh, Mario is just he's just gone. He's not gonna be here next year. You know, sucks for him. But uh, you know, as you look down the, down the roster, you got Jenkins. We signed Jenkins for for next year as well. So what do we do with him? He's another guy. He didn't really play too much last night. Well, yeah, he did. He played on um, twenty three minutes. You know, he's just a he's another guy too, just a three and D kind of kind of guy at this on um, point. But he could really heat it up too. So we have a lot of options as um as far as guard is concerned. Luke Cornett only managed to get four minutes this game because um. You know, like I talked before, we were trying to get um, Henry Ellison into the game. And uh, Noah Vonley, man, what the fuck is going on with Noah Vonley? I mean, I feel like his confidence is shot. He actually shot well today, but it's just like his body language kind of is, is all, like, all fucked up. I think, you know, the whole trading deadline kind of messed him up. But uh, we don't need guys like that. We don't need guys that are, are going to be troubled when um, the season starts getting lumpy. You know what I'm saying? Gets a little wavy. You can't have guys, um, you know, crying on the sidelines about, oh, my God, am I going to get traded? And then we have to worry about them losing confidence and getting it back. We don't have time for that, man. We're trying to win games. This year, we're not. But next year, we definitely will be. So, that's something to to take a look at, too. Well, let me, let me see if I can find this, um, this interview. 
get to this game. Your second game as a Nick, and you impact this one, help this team win. How did you find your way when you're still just getting to know these players? You know, it was fun. We just came out, competed. Uh, coach gave me a chance, you know. You're on 10 days, so it's on ball out, and you know, it's fun getting a back-to-back -back win. This team down 12 in the fourth quarter. How did you mount this comeback tonight? Oh, we just fought. You know, we were right there the whole game. And uh, we hit shots when we needed to. Zoe made a couple plays, and uh, now it was just a lot of fun. For you, what does this moment mean? Uh, it means a lot. You know, Nick's giving me opportunity, and I just want to make the most of it. What did you see from Mitchell Robinson tonight? How do you make things easier? Oh, he dominated down low, every rebound, um, you know, helping guys out with block shots. He was a monster down there. He throws so many where by the rim, he'll go get it. So, no, he's impressive. Yeah, man, that's um, Henry Ellison. It was a joy to see him like smiling like that. He's like a little, like a little kid. He is a little kid, you know. He's only been in the league but so many years now, or whatever. But he had the blushing thing going. He looked like um, what's what's the kid name? Anyway, he looked like I can't I can't think of the guy's name. I'm thinking of Howdy Doody. Yeah, but it's nice to see, man. You know, speaking of of his game though, he had a great game. He had he had um 13 points, nine rebounds, and I believe three assists. Let me pull this back up. Got to be semi-accurate when you're talking about these guys here. Yeah, he had, um, no, no, excuse me, he had five assists. Wow, so he was balling out. I mean, he he was all over the place, man. He had he had a coast-to-coast layup, and um, he had that alley-oop to, um, to Mitch that was nice, and then that freaking clutch three-pointer, man. He um, caught that ball and shot it like, like he, he looked like Chris Stapps. He looked like Chris Stapps, but somebody, um, like, um, did the squeeze on him and minimized him in, in, the, um, in the edits or whatever. So it's good to see, man. How much? What was he from three? He was three for six from three. That's what he's known for since he's been in the NBA shooting the three pointer. But I mean, we got to see him actually dribbling the basketball, pushing the ball, and and rebounding and playing defense. He was doing everything. You know, you understand these guys. You know, fighting for the NBA lives. But at the same time, you can't fake skill, man. You know what I'm saying? Like just because a guy's like playing his hardest because he wants to stay in the NBA doesn't mean that he doesn't have the skills that he's showing. It's all about like um. It's all about the the individual, you know, what the individual does as time goes on. Now I'm gonna throw this kid under the bus, Markel Fultz in um, Philly. I feel like that dude, that dude, um, he might have just got drafted. He had a big family and stuff like that. You know, if you want to be funny in Washington in college, he didn't even play well. I mean, he individually had a good scoring year, but his team actually didn't even make the NCAA tournament. He was like one of the only like top draft picks that didn't even make the tournament that year. So that was his writing on the wall right there. And then when he comes to the NBA, all of a sudden he forgets how to shoot. I mean, he was shooting pretty good in college, so what the hell happened? You know what I'm saying? He had a hitch in his jump shot. You know, quote-unquote, he got like a problem with his shoulder or whatever. So, you know, he, he might be one of those those guys that might be like, you know what, fuck you guys. I got my I got my little contract, and that's it. And you can't really knock him because, like, we all assume that when these guys get drafted or when they get their contract or whatever, that they're going to play well. But the guys could just get their contract and just straight up be like, F you. Yeah, my toe hurts. Sorry, I can't play. You know, that's basically what, um, no, um, what's the name? Joking Noah did to us for like, he signed that four year contract. He worked, you know, we paid him for three and, um, we ended up cutting him and whatever. But, you know, if you look at his stats now, the guy's balling out. Shout out to my boy, Disdolo, GJ Disdolo. We're going to get him on the podcast. But he put, he um, brought that up to my attention about his stats. I haven't even been playing, you know, paying attention to these, um, cornballs out there, man. Like it's it's like a, it's like annoying. It's like the uh, like the 
it's like a script. You know, everybody that, that comes to the Knicks, they tend to, like, fuck around. And then once they get shipped or um, traded to another team, all of a sudden, these guys are, like, balling out now. I'm, I'm going to pull up the last game anyway. What is it? Memphis versus um the Lakers? Let me check out these stats. Noah, 23 minutes, 14 points, 12 rebounds, 4 assists. Jesus Christ. One block. 50%. Well, yeah. No, like, what's that? Like, 60% from free throw? Jesus Christ, man. I mean, these guys are these guys are terrible, man. I mean, it sucks. It sucks we have to deal with that, man. Well, what can you do? That's Noah, man. Noah's from New York, so he got to deal with that shit. That's bad karma on him. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is E. Rudy Annie Star. Host of the Dynex Podcast. This is a little segue. I was at the Academy Awards the other night. This is my little dedication to Spike Lee. He finally got his little award. He really should have won the award sometime before. Like this song is from Mobetta Blues. It says Ellis Marcellus. Crazy title or whatever. The Black Klansman, that's the one that gets him the award, you know. He's had other he has had a few other movies that he, he could have gotten something. Whether it be editing or screenplay or something. Whatever. Shout out to you, my, um Mr. Spike. About to call you Mr. Mike. I'm thinking about those shoes, man. The gold freaking Jordan threes. This is kinda of fire. Can't front. You know, he had the little purple suit. He had the, you know, the match with the the sign for Prince or whatever. It's pretty cool. But regardless of what, man, he's starting to get old, man. He's starting to look like an old woman. <laughs> those, those glasses, those glasses are becoming iconic right now. And that walk is starting to get iconic too. That's what happens when guys get old, man. You don't want to, you don't want to keep um, dragging these guys to the ground like that. Once again, shout out to you on Spike. That's what's up, man. Finally get finally got your due. Well, while I'm here, let me point that out that um Denzel Washington was actually in Mo Better Blues, right? And his son. I can't even get his first name correct, man. But um they didn't uh, they did a good job not really broadcasting the fact that um Denzel Washington's son was um the lead in Black Clansman. But he was though. It's not like you pull him off the street either, so if anybody didn't know, he's actually a regular on the show Ballers. Not that I watched that shit. Anyway, that's a little useless information for your ass. John David. That was his name. John David Washington. Son of Denzel Washington. Born in 1984. So do the math, man. We're getting old. Let's talk about this draft. Jesus Christ, what are you doing, New York Knicks? Two-game winning streak? I mean, it's all good, man. You know, the whole point of playing NBA basketball, being a fan and all that, is to see your team win. So that's the basics. But, I mean, this year is not the year, man. This year, man, we, we really need to tank. But you really can't help if our, if our players are playing to their potential 
whether they're finally coming out or we just got a plethora of talent and when, at one point everybody's playing well. So we can't really control whether or not we're going to lose or not. And we really shouldn't throw games because that gets crazy once you start doing that. But, um, you know, we, we got now we got to start really looking at this draft because um, if we fall out of the, um, the top three, then, you know, Zion Wilson, you might as well just kiss him goodbye. A lot of y'all already think that, that we're not going to get him based on that, um, that stupid um, uh, fifth place um, percentages if you get the, um, the worst record. But, I mean, you got to scroll back to some of my older podcasts to find out my take on that. Not my take, but my freaking um my class that I give in in this um in this draft as far as the percentages and shit goes. But um we gotta start looking at these guys now. My RJ Barrett, he's starting to show his ass now since um Zion got hurt. And I kinda don't want Zion to um, to play again because I mean he's a cash cow, man. You know what I'm saying? For himself, number one. And number two, there's gonna be a lot of people gonna give a rich up that dude. You know, and depending on what city he gets in, you know, that might end up being a lot, a lot, a lot of people. Like, if he comes to New York, a lot of people are going to get gonna get rich off of him. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, if he goes to a smaller town like, like Cleveland, you saw what um, LeBron did for Cleveland. He, he, he was the infrastructure. People got mad that he left because they were going to lose their jobs, you know, basically. You know, he was the one that was really bringing the money in there. So, uh, that's that's the type of guy that Williams says, but that's not the, that's not the point of this thing. You know, we gotta start looking at these guys if you start falling down in the um standings. So, you know, you got RJ Barrett. RJ Barrett, like I said, he was showing his ass. He had a couple pretty pretty good scoring individual scoring games, whatever. He looked he looked really good. He's an NBA player. You know, he, he should be able to, to jump right in as soon as he's drafted from day one. He should be like a starter from day one. RJ Barrett. Same thing with Zion. Um, you know, every a lot of people like uh Cam Reddish. I don't know. Cam Reddish, he got, he got some good moves. Like, he made, a, like, there was a highlight going around from the other night where he made, like, this quick little spin move and turn around jump shot kind of thing. Man, that was really beautiful. And then he was, like, real, uh, real emotional with it. And that's the type of things you, you um, that you like. But, I mean, this is opportunities in college and whatever. He's with um, Coach K. You know, Coach K is going to try to get him his get him his um his looks and stuff like that. I'll let him give, give him a chance to create within what Coach K is trying to do. But, you know, he he hasn't really showed enough consistently to show that he's worthy of a pick so high. But I get it, though. You know, I see you guys, you know, you know, you guys are, like, really, really, like, big fans of the kid. You can't really knock it. But um, John Morant, he's going to be the number one point guard drafted. You got some other guys out there that, that um, I can't, I can't think of that, that point guard. I'm scrolling through. I can't really follow. Trey, is it Trey Jones? I don't think it's Trey Jones. It's one of the one of these guys that they actually the some scouts are, are saying that they like better than um than uh, John Morant. Now, no, excuse me, it's Garland. Garland. People like Garland over over Morant. Now Garland actually he was like the the ranked number one point guard coming into the draft. So that's another guy to the uh, to look at. As you know, if he keep on falling, you know, Jesus Christ, if he end up with like something like the fifth worst record, then we fall out of the top three, and then we start. We're really gonna have to start looking at this thing. So Darius, you know, Darius Garland. But I don't think the Knicks, I mean, like I explained before, the Knicks have a plethora of point guards right now. Right now, I'm, I'm happy, totally happy with Dennis Ruth Jr. as our point guard. And then Kadeem Allen, I want him as the backup. And then you got Moody Eye. Moody Eye is going to have to be the off guard. And then, you know, you still got um, Frank. Like I said, Frank now, I'm looking at Frank as being a small forward. So, I mean, we can't really be looking at point guards at this time. So, I mean, you can scroll down. We don't really need a big man. We got plenty of... 
plenty of big man prospects at the moment, especially um Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson looks like he's the truth, man. Freaking leading, he's gonna be. Like he made that comment about um you know they they asked him how much um, blocks do you think you think you can uh, average, so he said I think six. You know, but he wasn't boasting or whatever. That's just how Mitch Robinson talks. See, if he, if he says it, that means he really thinks that he can do it. He's not he's he's not one of those guys that that um are like cocky or say things or whatever. Because he's like one of the worst interviews you could ever get in sports, especially in the New York scene, man. I mean, you put a camera in his face and he's like, hey, um, um, you know, how did you how did you um how did you manage to, to do that tonight? And he goes, eh, I practiced. <laughs> you know, he just says like kind of one word answer, so. When he said that that he can average six um, blocks a game, like why not? Because um, there's a guy. His name was Mark Eaton. Mark Eaton. He was like what seven four, seven five, some stupid, and it's like that. And um, he had like super long arms. He couldn't really get up and down the court too too good. But um, he when he was 28 years old, he averaged almost six blocks a game, five point something blocks a game. You know, and I, th- I believe he averaged like maybe like 34 minutes a game when he when he did that. So, I mean, at 28 years old, in that old NBA, old NBA, everything was coming inside. There was a lot of, like, um, mid-range game and a lot of driving, a lot of posting up. So, Mark Eaton was just kind of just sitting in the um, in the um, post, just waiting to block shots. But, I mean, there is a three-second violation, so he wasn't just camped out in there. He was, you know, roaming the, he was roaming the point. And if you came in his area, he was blocking your shot straight like that. So, that's how he averaged the um, five blocks a game. So now Mitchell Robinson, with his athleticism, like um, like he embarrassed uh, Aaron Gordon last night. Aaron, Go- I mean, yeah, Aaron Gordon. He shot the shot a three. He blocked his three. Then he got the ball back and he tried to drive on him. He blocked him again, all within like a few seconds. You know what I'm saying? So this is what Mitch does. You know that that one play that still this was amazing to me, where he um blocked somebody at the rim, fell on the floor. Gets up and then blocks a three-point shot. It's like, what the hell, man? This is like a special athlete, not just athlete, you know. Because um, people are not. I don't. I don't really see anybody really talking about it. But his defensive awareness, his court awareness, is amazing. Cause like he's always engaged and he always has a nose for the ball. It's like almost like a homing beacon. Or like when um when you're playing um 2K, and um you lock a player on, all of a sudden you um the player moves, you know, and locks into onto the player. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly what Mitch does. When, when he sees the ball, it's like he locks on the guy, you know, and then, you know, there's nothing you can do that's going to that's gonna uh, stop him from blocking your shot, either blocking it or altering it, you know. And then he's still, he's still quick enough to, like, to leave his feet and still, you know, recover and um, make the attempt to block the shot again, whether you pass it or whatever you do, you know. So he's an amazing athlete, man. So anyway, anyone to, to segue off, off of the topic here, but as I go down this draft list, I kind of like um, Romeo Langford from Indiana. He's pretty good. As like a shooting guard prospect. I, you know, again, we get really got too many guards. It's like either we get Zion or Barrett. But Barrett, I don't like Barrett as a small forward either. I don't know, man. So somebody that that um I saw that, that they talked about um the Knicks should probably like um shop to pick. I think that's absolutely correct, man. Especially if we don't get the number one. If we don't get the number one, we absolutely need to shop the pick. Who the hell wants this pick? Because, um, like I said, we don't need a point guard. John Moran looks nice, but I kind of like Dennis McJr. I like what, what we have on the team currently. You know, and then there's still the option of, of um, signing Kyrie Irving. 
know what I'm saying? Which, you know, as, as we watch these guys grow, I don't know if, if um, that's even a good idea. But, um, yeah, we got, we got our guys, so I don't think drafting a point guard is an option. I don't think drafting a shooting gun is an option because it looks like we're going to um, hold on to Moody Eye. You know what I'm saying? So we have to see with that. I mean, you know, we still got um, Treyer and um, the homie um, whole team. So um, then we got the small forward, Kevin Knox, and then we're supposed to be getting Durant. So if we get Durant, what happens to Knox? Does Knox slide over or does he go to the bench? It depends on who we draft, you know, at, for the be the four. But this kid, Henry Ellison, I kind of like that dude, man. So I'm kind of, I'm watching him and I'm hoping that he could stick because if he sticks, then we could stick him out, you know, out there. And then, of course, we got um, Luke Cornette could be the um, backup four. I'm just going to be backup five coming behind Mitch eventually. So we kind of really need a starting power forward. So that's Zion. This, everything points to Zion. If the Knicks can't get Zion, they need to try to trade for somebody. There's a lot of guys out there. Like Detroit. Detroit's a team that you might want to look at. Like Blake Griffin. A lot of people don't like Blake Griffin. I mean, but, I mean, the guy is still putting up awesome numbers, man. He's putting up career numbers, if anything. So can we put a trade together to get Blake Griffin? Absolutely. Doesn't mean we have to trade all of our young players to get it. No, it does not. You know what I'm saying? You know, I would, if, if we're going to get Durant, I wouldn't mind trading um, Knox to Detroit. You know, because we got Durant. Durant's going to be a small forward. And then we, you know, we could put whoever as a backup because just use Lance. Lance could be the backup small forward. And then we have Blake Griffin at the four. And then you have you can have Henry Allison backing him up at the at the four. That's a good team right there. We got Blake Griffin, Durant, Mitchell Robinson, Dennis Smith Jr., and Moody Eye. That's a good team. You know, especially if Moody Eye continues his, his growth and then if Dennis Smith can get himself into really great shape, that could be a good team right there. Why the fuck not? You know what I'm saying? So this this is all stuff to to really um to think about. There's a lot to think about. There's a lot of names on here. There's a couple guys that that are not even in in um, the talks in the in the um in like the the lottery really like Bobo Bobo flew all the way out the lottery and then a lot of these mocks. Jonte Porter from Missouri, I like him. That's um that dude um, uh, Michael Porter Jr. Michael Porter Michael Porter Jr. Is that the same dude? Yeah yeah Jonte Porter that's Michael Porter Jr.'s um brother. I thought he was a good player. He probably could have drafted. got drafted in the lottery um, last year. Yeah, a lot of guys here. I'm just scrolling through. Kevin Porter Jr. I thought was pretty good, but um, he's actually having like a, a shitty season right now. Another name that just popped up into the um into like the lottery contention is um, I don't know how to say his name, but KZ Okapala. He's starting to um to rise in the um in the draft in the draft talk. And um. So that's pretty good. He plays for Stanford, I believe, right? Yeah, I'm looking at that. It's interesting, man. A lot of different guys. And, of course, of course my man, um, Shamari um, Pons. I would love to get him, but, I mean, damn, we got so many point guards. It's unbelievable. But Shamari Pons, it would be, it'd be dope to um, to get him. Or maybe if the Nets can get him, that would be kind of dope. Stay in Brooklyn. It'd be Brooklyn's own. I believe Shamari's from East New York, if I'm not mistaken. East New York either Brownsville. One of them. Well, basically, like cousin neighborhoods in Brooklyn. Scrolling into the to the second round, kind of looking at certain names. Yeah, whatever, man. Knicks got uh one draft pick, I believe. One draft pick in the second round. It's uh number fifty one. So fifty one, we should be able to find something. 
I mean, look at look what um Perry did last draft, and look what he's doing. You know, picking up these these young guys as he goes along. You know, we ain't we're in good hands, man. There's nothing really to complain about. And there's a lot of people complaining, man. Like, yo, stop complaining. Jesus Christ, man. There's so much good things happening with the Knicks. There's no need for all that bullshit, man. Just, like, enjoy the fucking team. Win or loss. Stop crying about Fisdale and his coaching or whatever. He's doing a great job tanking. And he's doing a great job teaching. Because no matter what he does with the with the lineup, everybody that he puts in is ready to play. Whether we win or not. You know, and like I said, we're not trying to win. We're a young team, no experience. It is what it is, man. Thanks, guys, man. Thank you for listening to the podcast. This shows Evil the Angstar. That's Evil. That's a play on my name. And I'm from East New York, Brooklyn. That's what it is. I thank everybody for tuning in. As I mentioned in the um, in the earlier segment, um, I have merch now, guys. I actually had merch for some years, but um, this is my first time actually launching the um, or making the. Um, the website live for everybody to check out. So I mean, if if you can, you go to um, you can go straight to um, diehardmix.com, and you'll be able to um, to go straight to the to the um, to the merch site. Got a couple t-shirts on there, a lot of diehard Knicks t-shirts. You got a sweatshirt on there. You got two women's shirts right now, and then you have like a whole bunch of other non-Nick related t-shirts. It's pretty good, man. Just check it out. You might see something that you like there. If you're into Marvel characters, I got some Marvel characters there. Got some workout shirts. Quality of the shirts are pretty good. I rock. I've been rocking a couple of them throughout the years. So check it out if you can. Shipping is five ninety nine. Just to let you know, so you could add that on to the um to the um to the price of um each shirt. Anyway, if you can, if you can, you can support. I'd really appreciate it. Also, too. If you go on Instagram, Instagram, I'm now rocking with um, Linktree, and I got five links on there. One of the links is the last link at the bottom. That's the link for the um, for the merch. If you want to look for it that way, links it's the same link, link straight, you know, or you can just do manually with the diehardnicks.com. Then the other links are the links to um, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Stitcher, and I believe Anchor. So those are those are just uh, four different um, platforms to check out the podcast. I'm also on Breaker. I'm also on a couple other places too. Anyway, it's New York City in the background, man. Sometimes when you hear those sirens and stuff like that, you're wondering what the hell's going on out there. Like right now, I'm, I'm in the studio, but could that be like a fire? Could that be like an ambulance? Is that like a squad car? Like man, like, I just gotta pray for the people in the city, man. There's a lot of shit going on out here. Besides basketball, you know, basketball is the insignificant thing to talk about, but we do spend a lot of time, but life is really short, man, and life is easy, easy to um to end at any time, so don't take these moments for granted, man, enjoy this team, there's a lot of things going on with it, and once again, thanks for rocking with me, and let me just let you, let this out, play out here, this is, um, what's this, Alicia Myers, ah, <laughs> oh, man. I want to thank you guys. All right, peace. Oh, before we go, four fingers to the dome, tucking that thumb, salute. Catch you guys on the flip side. Mm-hmm.